0: You're listening to the Redeemer London podcast. For more information, visit our website at redeemerlandon.org. Today, I'm going to speak a little bit about hope. I'm just going to read something from 1 Samuel 1. There was a certain man from Ramathiam, a Zephite from the hill country of Ephraim, whose name was Elkanah, son of Jerome. He had two wives, one was called Hannah, and the other one was called Penina. Penina had children, and Hannah had none. Year after year, this man went up from his town to worship and sacrifice to the Lord Almighty at Shiloh, where two of the sons of Eli, the priest of the Lord, were. Whenever the day came for sacrifice, he would give some portions of the meat to Penina, and to all her sons and daughters but to Hannah he gave a double portion because he loved her and the lord had closed her womb because the lord had closed hannah's womb her rival peninnah kept provoking her in order to irritate her this went on year after year when whatever uh, hannah whenever hannah went up to the house of the lord her rival provoked her till she wept And would not eat her husband Elkanah would say to her hey Hannah why are you weeping why don't you eat why are you downhearted don't I mean more to you than ten sons once when they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh Hannah stood up now Eli the priest was sitting on his chair by the doorsteps of the little house of the Lord's house and in her deep anguish Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly, and she made a vow, saying, "Lord, if only you look on your servant's misery and remember me, and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life, and no razor will ever touch his head." As she kept praying to the Lord, Eli the priest observed her. Hannah was praying in her heart, and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. So. Uh, Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, how long are you going to be staying drunk for? Put away your drink. Not so, my Lord, Hannah replied. I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I've been praying here out of great anguish and grief. Eli answered, go in peace and may the Lord God of Israel Grant what you have asked him. Well, that's an amazing story. It's crazy, you know, how, I guess, um, her hope was that she would have a child, but she had, didn't have a basis for that hope. And then what happened is she received a word from God and that changed things. You know, hope is not about wishful thinking or fanciful thoughts. Hoping this season and every day for Christians is about Christ and God's promises through him. If we fast forward to Matthew 2, 1 to 6, that's where we are in this season. It's the Christmas season where we think about Jesus and Bethlehem and his birth. And in Matthew 2, 1 to 6, what happens is that after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, it says in Matthew 2, during the time of King Herod, the major I came and said to Herod, where is this king of the Jews? we come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, it says. And so he called all the people together and asked about it. And it was told him a prophecy, a promise by God in Micah. You can read it yourself. It's in Micah 2. It says, the prophet has written, this is what they told um, King Herod. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means the least among the rulers. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people. So here we have the promise, Jesus Christ and his birth being revealed. And this promise was revealed not only to those who were looking for him, the Magi, but to those who were fearing him, concerned about what this promise might mean and herod reacted quite violently towards that but god and this is a real lesson I want, I want us to pick up god is able to preserve and to provide guidance coverage for his promise that it may materialize our hope your hope is rock solid it is better than any government backed loan because it is backed by god you see herod when he heard this wanted to destroy the promise. Herod, when he heard this, wanted to destroy hope. But God preserved the promise. God preserved hope. The Magi were warned in a dream by God, don't go back, don't return the same way, don't go back to Herod. Joseph was warned in a dream. Don't leave where you are and go to Egypt. Our hope, God's promise, is able to be preserved by and guarded by God and watched over by God by supernatural means, even that we don't understand. If you have a promise by God, if you've got something going on by God and you know that's your dream and you think it's being destroyed, if it's a promise by God, he's more than able to preserve and protect the promise that he's made to you. Interestingly enough, God doesn't only preserve the promise but he ensures that your hope, our hope His promise is fulfilled. If you look in Luke 2, verse 25 to 32, there's a story about a guy called Simeon. I always imagine Simeon to be an old, old man, patiently waiting for his hope to be realized. It's quite interesting. Let me see if I can turn to that quickly and give you it. Luke 2, verses 25 to 32. It says this. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of israel and the holy spirit was on him it had been revealed to him by the holy spirit that he would not die before he had seen the lord's messiah that is the one they have been waiting for moved by the spirit he went into the temple court when the parents brought in the child jesus to do for him what was custom what the law required simeon took jesus in his arms and praised god saying Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, alike for revelations for the Gentiles and also for the glory of your people, the Jews, Israel. Here you see that God Jesus has been the promise that has been preserved and now revealed. It's really important to know that we can have surety based on God's power, based on God's promise, based on God's ability to preserve for you what he's decided to promise to you and to us. This is our hope. It means in times of adversity, in times of trials, in times of doubt, There is hope in God when there is doubt, when there is disappointment, when there is despair, when there is desperation, even death, there is still hope. You know, God's promise is a turnaround point. If you look at what what happened with Hannah, she was played week after week, year after year, month after month by her rival spouse, Penina. And what happened was she was distraught. And then she prayed and she was distraught time after time and nothing could actually soothe her. But it came to the point where she met with Eli in that temple and Eli gave her that word, may God grant you this. And it says that her face stopped being downcast. It's interesting, isn't it? That promise made a change. Hannah received the prophetic word after years of sorrow and it changed. Simeon waited patiently and then he said hey I can die in peace now because I've now seen the revelation of God and you know sometimes within us it's difficult because we know this intellectually but it feels strange to us and David in Psalm 43 5 talks to himself he says oh my soul why are you dormant why are you downcast why are you like this hope in the Lord Hope in the lord change the way you are because what he's doing he's saying yes i know the spiritual truth the spiritual truth is that god's promise is there but the physical reality of it the circumstance doesn't look so so he looks into himself and he talks to himself and he tells himself that put your hope in god he says i will yet praise my savior and my god i will yet praise him and that's the turnaround point Sometimes we've got to superimpose the spiritual will of God on our own selves and on our circumstance. Because we know when Hannah once received that hope, she was able to turn around and it moves on. And she says she was able to worship. So do you feel that things are not coming to you? Do you feel knocked off course? Do you feel you're not getting a fair opportunity or your world is collapsing? Or there's just so much disadvantage, like Hannah, year after year, like Simeon, who was waiting year after year. Hannah wept. She wouldn't eat. She was downhearted. She had deep anguish. She wept bitterly. She was deeply troubled. All of this, it says there. But she received hope and she went away. You see, hope redirects your vision. Circumstances say no. Christ and his hope says yes. Circumstances says, downcast. The hope of Christ says, joy. Circumstances says, you're done. Christ says, you're just started. Circumstances says, no way. Christ says, I am the way. Circumstances says, it can't happen. Christ says, it's already finished. Circumstances says, I can't do it. Christ says, I've done it. Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, Uh, God speaks to a people who are about to go into exile and it says this let's start at verse 10 this is what the Lord says when 70 years are completed for Babylon I will come to you that's a bit of waiting right there and fulfill my good promise to you to bring you back to this place for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future you see God's promise sometimes has a little bit of a weight, but he will and he does and he always has come through. He has a 100% track record. There's a song that says this, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. You know, I know this year, many people, and in years before this year, have experienced bereavement. And I know the overwhelming feeling that can come with that i know that feeling of loss i understand that many of us have had that and had to, have had to deal with that and i know that can really knock people all of us sideways sometimes for months sometimes for years sometimes a wave of emotion comes and you don't even know where it comes from but i want to say this even with that even with death christ is the resurrection and the life He brings a hope in the future, a comfort in the present. There is hope in Christ. No matter what we are going through, there is hope right there. But not only for afterlife, but in this life, he came to give life and give it more abundantly. And, you know, there's a really interesting verse, Ephesians 3.20, that says this now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us what's that telling us that we can have hope because of what christ has done for what god's power and authority is no matter where we are no matter what we've done he will never fail never ever ever fail hope in god